This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and helping take our leadership to new levels in this new year, we have Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. Richard, it's been a whirlwind of a holiday. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think it takes another holiday to recover from the past <laughs> yeah. holiday. You need a vacation to get over the holidays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. But yeah. we had uh, we had family in town, and uh, we got to visit with yeah. folks we haven't My seen in a while. My oldest son had four kids, eight and under, staying at our house with his wife and him. And, uh, and so it was a lot of fun, a lot of memories. And then, of course, we had the four grandkids who lived near here all over, and so eight. Yeah. Eight kids, eight and under. Uh, so it was a really pleasant, uh, yeah, calm, just, tranquil. Yeah, just uh, like they just kept bringing me, you know, fresh cups of coffee to yeah. my hammock. And did yeah. you want another Nanaimo bar, <laughs> yeah. Grandpa? Yeah, boy, I tell you though, it's you know, you look forward to Christmas and get ready for it, and before you know it, it's in your rearview mirror, and we're well into 2024 already. Yeah, it, it is crazy how fast it goes, and uh, it it slipped my mind amongst all the holiday. Um, preparations but uh I, I believe buffalo is still playing hockey or well, they, yeah, they started some or? some games they do <laughs> yeah, some games they look uh, unbeatable and other days yeah, i think uh, not yeah I, I i i think i've learned that uh when you don't volunteer information well, it's i just usually, don't like to brag <laughs> <laughs> it's usually because there's not much to say yeah, that's but right if there's something to say i will it will be said yeah yeah if, if only they could uh Make the small but necessary changes that could all add up to something. <laughs> well, that brings up an interesting thought, Sam. We've mentioned this before in various podcasts, but uh, we're all looking for the home run hit, uh, the the big uh, presentation, the big deal, big sale. Uh, but oftentimes life is an accumulation of small things that have added up over time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think you ever want to minimize the small things. I, I know a lot of... People that will do that, a lot of leaders will do that. They're they're trying to lead large, and so when they get on the platform, uh, they're at their very best. You know, when they're doing a Zoom presentation, then they're all photoshopped and prepared and very attentive. But then just engaging with staff uh, outside their office or down the hallway, they don't have time for that, and they can be maybe very rude or thoughtless uh, in what they consider the small moments. Uh, but those small moments add up as well, and they end up with a big impact. And so I thought we'd just take a few minutes, and I just kind of a potpourri of just small things or seemingly small things. Uh, and I, I, I guess I, was, I thought of this. I was reading uh, Luke chapter 21, and it's the, uh, the little story about the widow's might. Uh, and in Luke it says that she had two small, tiny coins, which basically I think were like the smallest kind of coin that was even minted. You you couldn't get any less value of a coin than those. And of course, there's other people putting in large donations, and they're they're doing it with great fanfare, and everyone is thinking, oh, look at that donation. That's going to go a long ways to pay the temple expenses or whatever they, they spent the money on. Uh, and then this uh, widow comes and drops two coins in, and the the total value of those two coins would have been very, very insignificant. It would have had very little impact. Um, but Jesus notices them, 
And Jesus says she actually gave more uh, than all the others combined. And, uh, and, and it doesn't mean that her two little coins are going to actually have more financial impact than the, the large donations. But it means God notices those two coins. And when mm-hmm. God notices and affirms and blesses uh, what you're doing, then it, then it does have an impact. Uh, it's impacting heaven. It's impacting your life. And so I thought that was interesting, just the fact that, uh, you know, when God notices those little things you do, uh, then over time, then that, that has a great impact. And, and so, you know, I, I, and I was struck uh, as I was reading in Mark uh, chapter 5, verse 43, there's a beautiful story of Jesus uh, going to the home of Jairus, uh, the, the leader of the synagogue, and his daughter is on death's door and he comes and begs Jesus to come heal her. And so he, he sets out to do that. And then he gets interrupted by the woman that had been hemorrhaging uh, for a number of years, I think about 12 years. And um, and by the time he heals her and moves on, uh, word comes, well, the, the little girl's dead. There's no point in even coming. But but he comes anyway, and people are already wailing and uh, weeping at, at, at the loss of this little girl. And uh, Jesus, you know, says, well, he takes his three inner circle disciples and the parents into the little girl's room and, uh, and, he, and he raises her from the dead, which is huge, right? That's a huge uh, event when you raise a dead person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then just at the very end, about the last verse or so, it just says that Jesus said, hey, give her something to eat. You know, she's been dead for a, while, a little bit and she was sick before that and not eating. And so she's going to be starving. She's going to be hungry. And that always struck me. It's like, why does, I mean, he's just raised the girl from the dead. Uh, you'd think he could kind of say, okay, you're, you're on your own from here. I, I deal with the big stuff. You guys figure out the small stuff. Uh, but when Jesus, after raising someone that's dead back to life, then he, but then he notices the, the small things that she's going to be hungry. You know, no one else is thinking that, I'm sure. The mother is not the fir- her first thoughts probably not oh let me honey let me make you a sandwich you haven't eaten in days it's she's just so overwhelmed that her formerly dead daughter is alive again yeah but i think jesus is saying he obviously notices the big things uh but he also notices even the small details and and that that says something i think about the heart of jesus uh he he does care about the small things and uh and i think that to be like jesus you care about the small things too. And, uh, and so especially interacting with people, uh, you're aware of the small things. And so I just thought I'd maybe just sort of randomly just share some observations, things I've, I've seen or, uh, or that I've been able to participate in. Um, don't, don't ever minimize the little things. And don't ever think that you're so big or you're so important that you don't need to worry about the little things. Yeah. Uh, because I've known some folks... Uh, you know, I think it was Winston Churchill that that quoted, uh, I think, a famous saying that no uh, no person is great to their valet. And what he meant by that was people can appear great when they're making a speech, uh, when they're addressing parliament. But uh, but when your valet is getting, you know, putting your jacket on for you and you're being rude to them or impatient to them or uh, treating them uh, as if they're insignificant, then it doesn't matter to the valet how great you are at addressing Parliament. They, they see you in the small things, and so they, 
they don't admire most people for the way they handle the small things. And so, um, so how do you have to live so that even the people that just deal with you behind the stage, uh, in, behind closed doors, when you're not, when the cameras aren't rolling, that they still think highly of you because of the kind of things that you do. Um, and so there's lots of things I could say. You know, I, I, I've, as we've talked about many times, I fly a lot and uh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, serve, serviced by flight attendants uh, regularly. And it always amazes me how, uh, and I'll, oftentimes I'm, uh, I'll be flying in, in business class just because of my status or whatever. And, uh, uh, and, and so it's interesting because sometimes you get on the plane and you haven't even, no, people are still boarding, but the, the, the flight attendant handling business class is already bustling around and trying to get you a drink early on and, you know, what can I do to help you? And then you get on other planes and they're just standing at the door and, they're not, you know, they're going to help you once you get in the air, but they're not trying to do that little extra for you. Uh, or when they're servicing you, they may come by one time, get what you want, and then you're done. Uh, and there's other flight attendants that are um, bustling about back and forth saying, Is, can I get you anything else? Would you like something else? And mm-hmm. um, and then there, and there are those, you know, some, sometimes you're on a short flight. And so some flight attendants will say, well, we don't really have much time. Uh, to get you very much, uh, we'll try to work something in. And others, even though it's still a short flight, they're saying, well, you know, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, I'll get you that, or I can get this to you real quick, or there's still time. Um, and so you think, well, w- what is it? Like, there, it, it seems like it's the same circumstance, but some people go the extra mile and others don't. And sometimes you're getting off the plane and you you feel like saying, well, I think I just got the minimal service uh, that's required of them. And yeah. then other people, like, I really truly want to be sure to say thank you because I know that they worked hard the whole time. They never sat down. They were always checking, always doing just a little bit more. And when you ask for something, they didn't kind of sigh and just kind of scurry off to the galley. Yeah. Uh, they smiled and said, "Oh, my pleasure. Or that that that'd be great. I, you know, I'm happy to do that. Or that I can do that." Uh, and so it can seem like a small thing, like just one more round of, you know, do you, would you like some more pretzels or do you like another club soda to drink or coffee? Uh, but I'll tell you what: when you are doing that all the time, uh, you are you're blessing a lot of people. You're spreading uh, cheer, and uh, and of course. You know, we, we get, uh, I still get the occasional uh, thank you card, which seems, again, like a small thing. But uh, but saying thank you however you do it, whether you text, you, whether you write a note, uh, whether you Facebook message or email, uh, the very fact that you take time uh, to say thank you, it's, uh, I, you know, there's something, it, it's funny how people are because I think you should, if, if you've, if God leads you to give something to someone or to do something nice, you need to do it regardless of whether someone says thank you. But, but on the other hand, when someone does express gratitude, it makes me very inclined to, to be open to doing more for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's times where you you know you can send a, a gift or a, a, a check or a whatever. Sometimes uh, you you send something or do something for someone, and then you're not even sure if they got it. You know if it's. Uh, did they get that gift card I sent? I, you know, I, I never did here. I, I'm, um, and and I, it, it can seem like a small thing, like, 
just expressing things, but I've just found it's, it's in this culture, uh, it's never a small thing. You actually, um, it, it has enormous impact. I'm, I'm always just touched yeah. when I hear back from someone and not just thanks for the gift, but where they actually express how they're going to use that gift or how helpful that was or that was just what they needed. And then you you feel really good about the giving and you feel good about that person uh, that you helped. And so, um, you know, and uh, there's lots and lots of different things. I found uh, one thing that I've learned a lot from my wife is if you're around other families, uh, uh, to show attention to their kids. A lot of times, I mean, I'm, I'm very comfortable sitting and visiting with adults. That's what I do a lot of. And um, I'm comfortable talking to adults. But um, sometimes it takes more work to show attention to the kids. Um, and maybe you're going out. Uh, I, I've, I think I've shared before of just going for lunch with a pastor and his family. And the pastor obviously wants to talk to me about his church and the ministry, maybe what I just preached about that day. Um, but his kids are there at the table as well, and uh, they may be playing a video game while they're while the adults are visiting. But uh, but then you show attention to that child, and uh, it can seem like a small thing. It's like I'm not here. I didn't come to this meeting to talk to kids, or I'm not having this lunch meeting to talk to kids. But but when you do that, when you show attention to them, uh, it blesses the parents. It blesses yeah. the adults, and. Uh, and they realize you care about something that they care about. And, uh, and again, that has a great impact. And it doesn't mean you spend the whole time just talking to the kids. But, um, but it, or, or, you know, in conversations, I find something as simple as just looking, giving people eye contact when you speak to them. Again, that we're, we've kind of grown up in an age of just looking at screens all the time. And it's almost awkward uh, to just look at a person. But... But when you do and you, you truly listen, uh, it, it, it can seem like a small thing, uh, but sometimes we're just queuing up for our response. Uh, we're just letting them talk so that we can talk. But, but when you actually truly listen to what they're saying, and then your next comment is uh, to somehow respond to what they said, uh, to indicate that you heard what they said and that caused you to think and that caused you maybe to have a question or a follow-up. Um, active listening, sometimes just that, just before you go on to what you have to say, maybe asking a question uh, to clarify or to just affirm what they said. Again, that, that can, I mean, that can become artificial if you just kind of do it very artificially. Uh, but just going the extra mile to just lean in and listen carefully to what's being said is an enormous gift to a lot of people. I tell you, just being heard in in today's society is a huge gift to people yeah and again it can seem like well we're just trying to have this conversation why they've got things to say i've got things to say but when you take time to actually um uh listen carefully and make it clear to the person that you have listened to them um again that 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 has huge impact and you'll find that there's lots of people who want to talk to you because you're a good listener um and maybe one other thing, just observing things. I, again, sometimes uh, we're so distracted these days, and our we're multitasking, um, and we're we're thinking of so many other things that it just seems like a lot of little things get missed on us. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't. I'm not sure if this is really 
entirely relates, but uh, last year, uh, my son Mike, or, uh, yeah, it was last year, he was here uh, over Christmas. He, he preached at, uh, at our church, and, uh, and I've got a friend who lives in uh, Michigan that just happened to watch that uh, service on TV and, uh, or on the Internet. And, uh, and this guy, is a, he's a very fashionable uh, sort of person. Uh, but, but his comment, he said, well, it's a great sermon. He said, but I was really impressed with Mike's shoes. <laughs> he said, you know what brand those are? And I thought, I've never had anyone. I mean, Mike, it was a great sermon he preached. It was very engaging. And this guy, he did like the sermon. But he was watching Mike so closely that he even noticed his shoes. And so I mentioned that to Mike. I said, hey, I have a friend that was, he loved your sermon, but he really loved your shoes and wants to know what brand they are. And so Mike took a picture of them and I forwarded it to the guy. Um, and I, I suspect he, he ordered a pair. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's it, in one sense it sort of struck me because a lot of people were were not really paying that much attention. You know, we're just kind of getting the, the, the broad strokes of things. And yeah. then there's people that are paying attention right down to the shoes someone's wearing uh, and noticing that they actually are, are, appear really nice and they'd love to know what the brand is. And, you know, just that kind of interest, uh, probably a thousand people watching that video would just be hearing the words and not paying much attention to anything else. But I think sometimes we miss things uh, because we're not paying enough attention. We're not looking closely enough. Um, and I think there's that, that's been, a, in a sense, a challenge to me. Not like I'm going to always pay attention to people's shoes all the time. But uh, but my, now my wife, as you know, like we could have, you know, talked to someone after church in the lobby, and then she would have noticed what kind of jewelry the person was wearing and uh, yeah. what what brand of jacket they had and uh, what their purse was like, and uh, and I. I couldn't tell you any of that. Couldn't tell you what color it was, yeah. <laughs> whether they had those or not. Um, and m- maybe a lot of the time it doesn't really matter. But but when you do notice stuff like that, uh, you also can comment on it, and you can uh, bless someone by just noticing. And they they may have gone to great effort to put their outfit together or choose what accessory they were going to wear, and you you noticed and you were impressed and you made a comment about it. Um, and you know, that just says to me, noticing the little things, it gives you a lot of, th- you know, I have people sometimes who say, well, I'm just not a good conversationalist. I never know what to talk about. Well, a lot of times it's because you're not paying attention. If you paid attention, there, there'd be lots to talk about. You, you just, just, Hey, I, I, what kind of watch is that? I, I know I was really, I really like that. What brand is that? Yeah. Where do you get that? And, uh, do you like it? And, uh, and all of a sudden, you're just noticing so much about a person. It, it means that it, usually what that means is you you think that they're important enough to to look closely at them and mm-hmm. what they do, listen to what they say. Um, you said this. Is that? I, I wonder. Are are you from this part of the country, or have you ever lived there? Or just uh, you know, only people. It, I, that's sort of distinctive that you would even know that, or that you would say things that way. Um, uh, people are always blown away by people that notice the small things, uh, and I think in I think in working with people these days, those little things that you pay attention to add up over time. Yeah, and you know, and I've seen too that 
If you notice something that, uh, that that person cares about, if you comment on it or if you ask about it, people are very happy and willing to talk at length about the things that they care about. And so I think when you can identify something in a person's life that means something to them and ask them about it, inquire about it, they're more than happy. And they feel, you know, everybody wants to feel seen. Yeah. And so when you say, oh, I, you know, I noticed you wore these kind of shoes or your shirt says this, tell me more about that. Um, it just, it just indicates to that person that you care. Um, and, uh, I think that that's such a, a blessing to others. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll, uh, wrap up with the little things. Uh-huh. Mark your calendars for May 15th to 17th, 2024. Richard is going to be at the Cove at the Billy Graham training center, uh, outside of Asheville, North Carolina. The seminar is going to be on the ways of God, and you can register at thecove.org. We'll leave links for that in the show notes. I will say, if you do sign up for um, the Ways of God conference in May, uh, do let us know, because uh, Richard would love to hear from you. Uh, He's not able to necessarily eat with everyone, uh, but if you give us enough uh, heads up that you're going to be coming and would love to have a a meal uh, with Richard, uh, we will definitely uh, do our best uh, to get you on the list and uh, at least be able to share one meal with Richard. So we hope to see you at the Billy Graham Training Center uh, in May. Links to all that will be in the show notes. Well, we've been uh, talking about the little things in life and as it relates to to others, as it relates to leadership, um, how noticing the little things, commenting on the little things, paying attention to the little things, uh, how that adds up over time uh, to more effective leadership. Yeah, and uh, you know that that happens in many different ways. I think just also at times uh, being willing to help. Uh, I, many times I've come to speak at uh, maybe at a church or some uh, meeting. I get to the door and there's people coming in behind me, and so you stand there and hold the door open. And I may be the the special speaker, but. Uh, they see the special speaker, they're holding the door, greeting them as they come in. And of course, you might be speaking to a thousand people, and so that one couple that you held the door open for is not, you're not barely t- scratching the surface of those of the whole crowd. You're more concerned about what you do on stage when all thousand people are hearing you, but, uh, uh, but that kind of thing adds up when afterward people are talking and noticing and those that, that you were humble enough just to help, or I've you know, I've had people that were going to maybe do, uh, uh, I remember one time where there was a person setting up a book table and they were trying to haul in some books. And uh, and so I grabbed a box and just helped them carry it in. And they were like, well, you don't have to do that. You're the speaker. Like, you're here to speak. And it's like, yeah, but I've got two hands. I'm walking in anyway. I'll just grab a box and carry it in with me. Um, and again, you're not impressing everybody in the room with that, but you're leaving an impression on yeah. someone. And uh, over the course of uh, ministry or course of a career of leadership, just those small moments, uh, one-on-one impactful things, people remember that uh, years later. I was going to say, you're, you know, how many times have you been told a story about your dad? Yeah. Not some great sermon that he preached, but it was like, I had five minutes with your dad, and yeah. that changed my life. Or, yeah. you know, he said this one thing to me in passing and and that changed my life 
Yeah, because Dad would always, uh, he wouldn't just uh, deliver a sermon or a message. Uh, then he'd, he'd stay around, he'd linger afterward. And it was in the lingering that often the most impactful thing happened. You, you assume it's going to be in the 45-minute presentation on the stage, but uh, it, oftentimes it's the five-minute conversation afterward where people can find him. And we've mentioned this before, but I can't tell you how many times I've had people comment on the fact that I, did, I hung around after my message. And, and I've, I've learned that directly from my dad. Just uh, your, your work is not just... I feel like if I'm called to invite us to, to speak at something, I'm not just being brought in just to deliver my talk. It is uh, to come and bless those people and impact that crowd. And so part of that may be that you wander around beforehand. Uh, I, I'll never forget being at a at a dinner meeting, a gathering one time uh, with where Chuck Colson was going to be the speaker. And uh, we finished eating our meal, and he was going to be the speaker after that. But he got up and wandered around every table, went around each table, and, and just greeted people. And uh, I had never met him before, but he knew who my dad was. And when he heard my last name, then he's inquiring if I'm related to Henry and uh, telling me wh- what a great man he thought my dad was. And, uh, of course, that you never forget that. You know, yeah. you, I, I didn't expect to get one-on-one time with him. I was coming just to attend a dinner and hear him uh, speak afterward but but i i never forgot that uh and i and i'll do that oftentimes when i maybe come to a church on sunday uh and i can they'll say well you can wait in the green room if you want you can come out when it's time uh, for the service or when it's time to speak and uh you know i mean i'll depending on kind of what what my morning's been like i'm i'll see what i do but uh, a lot of times i'll just you know i'm just going to go wander out and uh, just visit with people sitting on the first couple of rows. And uh, and I, I know some speakers, they really want to, uh, it's important to them that they're getting all their thoughts together and they know just what their opening sentence is going to be. And uh, and sometimes I really am you know, concerned about that too, but 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 sometimes I'd rather just get a feel for the crowd. I'd, I just always feel better about my talk if I've spoken to some of the people in the audience and have a sense of who they are and where they've come from and and what's going on and um, and of course they never forget that that the speaker walked over and started talking to people and just greeting them and again it's it seemed like a small thing but uh, those things add up and and I think it also just when you give attention to small things I think it does something to your character it it, it keeps your you grounded it, mm-hmm. it makes you realize well today I'm the speaker I'm the celebrity. But there's other days where I'm in the audience, and I don't want to ever forget that. I'm not always a celebrity. I'm, uh, I'm not always the leader, and and so I want to treat people the way I'd want to be treated. And uh, and just a couple last things uh, as well. Uh, you know, little things as well. I I I tell you, I I've kind of gotten to the end of a year of busy travel, and that tends to get me uh, out of shape and overweight. I eat and don't exercise enough, and uh, and I've had to kind of learn a few things that to try to help a little bit. And so, for instance, uh, if I'm walking through an airport um, and there's uh, maybe there's an escalator and there's stairs, well, if I'm not carrying a heavy bag or something, uh, just choosing to take the stairs or yeah. there's a, a moving sidewalk, a lot of times I'll walk beside the moving sidewalk where I've got to take every step. And a lot of times I'm, I can be faster than the moving sidewalk because I'm walking pretty quick. Uh, but I know people that just routinely 
choose not to take uh, or that choose always to take the stairs instead of the elevator uh, and just just for those extra steps and again you might say well is that really going to do much good but uh, over the course of a day of always just make taking perhaps a little bit more effort uh, a little more exertion uh, I think that that can add up and uh, and again one of my other uh, areas where I have to be more consistent on I've kind of at uh, this time at the end of the year I've got to really toe the line it's just uh, little things as well that add, can add up detrimentally so uh, a lot of times for me it's like well I've already had a really good plate of food but a little seconds uh, yeah. what can that hurt uh, you know that tasted so good now I'm if I just kind of sat here and digested I'd be perfectly content but that tasted so good I'm going to just go have a little bit more And but then when you decide you know what, uh, I'm going to have a decent uh, first helping, and then I'm just not going to have that second helping. Or maybe uh, for this month, I'm just going to bypass dessert entirely, uh, which is quite a sacrifice. That may not seem like a little thing. Yeah. Uh, but If that month is December, then that's, that's Yeah, that that's would a be a thing. sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I have found is making what can be seemingly small decisions like that, like, okay, I'm just not going to have dessert. I'll have a nice meal, uh, just won't, won't have dessert with it. Or, you know, for some people, it's just saying, you know what, I'm going to just not put that cup of sugar in my coffee, or I'm going to just go with unsweet tea instead of sweet tea. Again, it can seem like a small thing, but those small things add yeah. up. And uh, a couple of months later, You've dropped five pounds because of just a simple thing, like just not adding sugar to something or maybe not putting that rich dressing on your salad. And uh, just one time, maybe you just, you just don't put dressing on your salad one time. You're not, you don't run to the weigh scale to see if you lost weight because of that choice. But over time, that choice does make a difference. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, I've seen uh, there's... And again, like I'm not the expert, certainly right now on weight loss, but uh, I, and I love, but like I love mayonnaise, and I, you know, I smear it all over my hamburger or sandwich. But uh, that's something I can also live without, and so I typically just, if I'm going to get a hamburger or a sandwich, I'll just say hold the mayo on that, and um, because I, it, it can still taste perfectly fine to me, but yeah. again, you're, you're trying to say little things, do little things add up and they can add up for good or they can add up for ill. Uh, but, but just take little things seriously and you begin to reflect upon the year ahead. Uh, are you the kind of person that, are there some little things you could pay attention to in the new year? Little things about people that you notice, uh, Maybe little good habits that you can develop that don't seem like a big deal, but will have an uh, cumulative effect for good. Uh, and maybe some negative little things. It's like, well, if I just eat that chocolate, does that once a day, or I just have that one donut a day, um, is that really a, a big thing overall if I decide not to do that? Well, maybe not in a day or maybe in a week, but over the next couple of months, over the course of the year, little things add up. And yeah. so, um, again, just uh, never, just don't ever despise the small things or think that they don't matter. Certainly when it comes to relating to people, uh, little things really do add up. And in some ways you might say, well, 
yeah, when someone's on a stage, of course they're going to be their best behavior. But uh, but maybe the best glimpse of what a person is like is when they're they're handling the seemingly small things. Do they yeah. still have integrity with small things? It was Jesus who said, if you if you can't be faithful in a little, God won't give you more. And so learn to be very uh, very careful uh, with integrity, with uh, attention to the small things. And those small things may add up to opportunities to do much bigger things in the future. Great. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.